Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. This is Brad Dalton. Really, really excited to be with you today. I want to thank all of our listeners, coast to coast and across the seas, uh, for being here. Uh, Los Angeles, Salt Lake City, Meridian, Idaho, Brooksville, Pennsylvania, Argentina, Germany, Denmark. Really thankful, really thankful for uh, all of you to be here with us today. We got awesome stuff ahead. Really want to talk about the success road today. And uh, we're going to dive into success road in multiple episodes. One thing that's important for you to understand with the success road is that if I were to ask you, is success the end of the road? What would be your answer? Is success the end of the road? I would argue that success is the road. Success isn't a destination. Success is a journey that you gladly accept uh, throughout your entire life. There is no period. You just have all these different things that happen along the way. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I would like to feed you a story about myself. And I'll try not to be too long-winded about it. But uh, when I was growing up, when I was in high school, I was one of those guys, to a fault, I hung out with everybody. I mean, I hung out I hung out with the guy that was squeaky clean, going on his LDS mission, mission a month or two after high school. And then I also hung out with the guy that had a six-pack at break. And I hung out with everybody in between. I just kind of, I always had a knack for having a bunch of different circles and uh, just having a good grasp of what I wanted to look like. Uh, but I was, uh, I feel like I was a pretty good kid. And, but my problem was I, I attached my identity far too much to sports and where things really started to kind of unravel for me a little bit as a young guy is when I was a sophomore, uh, I was, I was a, a kind of a, I was a kid who could run. So me as an athlete, I was a kid who could run. I ran a six, five sixty, which if you know anything about athletics, you know, that guy, that's, that's cooking, that's elite speed. That's that's an eye-opener type deal. And that was my thing. I was, I was really fast. And then my, between my sophomore and junior year, I, I blew up my knee. And as it turns out, my kneecap was too big for my knee socket. And so that would be kind of an ongoing problem for, for years. But the first time it happened was when I was a non-physical little scrawny sophomore. And that, that knocked me out of uh, two consecutive seasons my baseball season and then it knocked me out for my football season when I tried to come back too quick then going into my junior year I uh I broke my finger on my one of my fingers on my throwing hand and I didn't want to tell the coach about it because I was worried he wouldn't play me so I played through a broken finger and then my senior year I ended up breaking my L4 L5 S1 region in my lumbar region in my back and I really wanted to play college ball and that was my dream. That's what I wanted so bad, more than anything. Like I said, tied my identity to athletics to a fault. And, you know, I, I sent out tons of letters and tons of people were sending stuff back. And I'm not saying I was going to be the next Bryce Harper or uh, I wasn't going to be on any Hall of Fame ballots. But I definitely could play somewhere. And no one was talking to me. And I decided to play my last summer of baseball after I graduated and uh, that was going to be my last hurrah. I'd kind of just given up on that thought of getting to play at the next level. And I was just really lucky 
couple weeks before I'm supposed to head out to a college just to be a student, I get noticed by a couple different people, a Houston Astros guy and an Atlanta Braves guy. And they both referred me to a couple places, and I ended up playing college baseball at a, a junior college. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, that year, that first year of college set the st- stage for the rest of my life for so many different reasons. Uh, I mean, the, the coach there was fantastic. The friends that I met there were fantastic. I talked to one of them today over the phone. Uh, I was exposed to confidence. I was exposed to independent thinking. I was exposed to accountability. I was exposed to if you bust your tail and do the right things, you're going to get rewarded. And those that is a lesson that stuck with me for the rest of my life. I preach it to the people I'm around every day, and I live that way. Extreme work ethic gives you your best shot at being your best self. And I got to witness that. I get to feel that firsthand. I wasn't a star recruit. I was a borderline guy to make the roster. I didn't play in our first 13 games in the spring. Yet I led the all-freshmen in hitting, played on a team that had the nation's leading home run hitter, and, man, it, it set the stage for who I was going to be. And it all could have been nothing. It never could have happened. Had I stayed in Pity City, had I played the victimitis card over and over and over like a lot of us want to do, and I don't blame you. I mean, right now is a tough time. Small businesses are struggling and families are trying to find ways to make ends meet. And there's so many unknowns and, you know, what's next? And there's a lot of us that are in those holes and those situations. It'd be so easy to hop on the negative train and stay on the negative train rather than get on the success road. Well, I can tell you what happened for me was I got to be a teacher one of the most rewarding professions out there. Also one of the toughest professions out there. I got to make so many relationships. I've talked to so many people since I started doing this podcast. I I really enjoy doing it. But one of the best parts of it is I've had people come back and talk to me that I haven't spoken to in years. And I get to hear all these things. Uh, And it's just, it, it warms my heart. And it reminds me that relationships are the true power grid in this world. It's amazing. Never would have happened if I stayed in Pity City. Never would have happened if I didn't embrace struggle. Never would have happened if I ran away from friction. See, friction is part of the journey. It makes you stronger. If you're investing in you, friction isn't optional. Friction is unnecessary. Friction is not optional. Embrace it. There's nothing wrong with friction. Just because you screw up, just because you don't get it. When do we ever do it right the first time? Hardly ever. Everyone who gets it in life knows that this is how it works. We need side roads. Guys, we need plan B's to ultimately find our plan A. We need our plan B's to ultimately find our best plan A. You've had to create new typical your entire life. And what's wrong with being different typical? What's wrong with different typical anyway? 
My favorite people on the planet, my favorite people on the planet are the hard ones. My favorite people on the planet are people that aren't typical at all. They're amazing. Just because they're different doesn't mean they don't have amazing in their arsenal. They give me smiles. They give me perspective. You Guys, you're going to create new typical 20 times in your life. You've already been doing it. Your typical is different when you were 20 than it was when you were 10. Your typical is going to be different when you get married, when you have kids, when you retire. Your typical changes all the time, guys. So I'll just kind of end with this. Uh, There's nothing wrong with typical. Everyone has a different typical. right? So embrace it. Embrace it in others. Be cool with plan B because plan A wasn't good enough. That's all we got today. Uh, Wanna again, encourage you to check out five insanely simple ways to build the blueprint of a winner. It's a great book. And uh, I encourage you to get on. If you like what you're hearing, get on and give a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Appreciate you guys. Make it a great day.